Hello and welcome everyone to the VGC Trainer School Podcast, where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I am Jake and I am joined today uh, with three other people going to be talking about some great stuff. Um, we have Alex, Tony, and Spicer with me. Um, welcome, guys. It's a hey. great to have you in. Thank you so much. So what's new? What's going on in the world of Pokemon, Alex? Uh, what's been going on this week? I've mostly, so I'm a university student, so I've been kind of taking a backseat a little bit. Just I'm not playing any tournaments this weekend, but you know, I'm just keeping up with the metagame still and filling out my Pokedex on the off chance I actually have some brew time. But uh, I got finals coming up, so... But uh, regardless of school, you know, I still got time for Pokemon, of course. Yeah, um, school always comes first, of course, but, uh, you know, Mons are just yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, Tony, what's new with you? What's going on? Um, Nothing. Just been getting ready for uh, the Wide League. Uh, that tournament's tomorrow. I've just been trying to grind out a team, you know, literally the day before. Oh, yeah, hopefully I can make it, but, you know, it is what it is. Well, certainly good luck with that. I've been trying to do some grinding for uh, Terra Shards, and that is quite a difficult process sometimes. Spicer, I know you are in a similar boat, uh, but other than that, how are things going? What's new with you? Uh, yeah, just uh, cramming for that widely thing that I just learned about. Yeah, I'm definitely not cramming for it right now as we're recording either. But, uh, you know, you, you sometimes you just have, like, 30 raid Pokemon that you've caught in the past two weeks, and of those, maybe six or seven have decent Terra types, and you just throw those together sometimes and make an awful team that maybe has three dark types, you know? Well, you'll be almost immune to Prankster, which could be very nice. Um, yeah. But I'm sure that you'll be able to put something together because... That is a perfect segue for what we want to talk about for today. Um, so let's jump into the agenda. We're going to be talking about tournaments. Uh, so we're going to break it down into what the Play 2023 rules for Play Pokemon um, have going forward. There was a new, um, new bit of information, some new news that did come out today. So we wanted to touch on that. But most importantly, we wanted to look at some of the recent tournaments some of the results some of the teams and some of the trends that we are looking at to see exactly what the tournament landscape is shaping up like and if we have time at the end we'll get into maybe a little meta discussion moving forward on the future of what it could be and how it could continue to evolve as series one plays out so let's jump right into it today we learned that for in-person events for regionals for Pokemon VGC. There will be open team sheet for in-person events. This is a change from where they were and have been historically, where it's been only open team sheet, I guess, technically for the judges. That way they can make sure that everything is fine, um, that there's nothing hacked or nothing that you wouldn't be able to normally have. But now, moving forward, your opponent will be able to see everything on your team, except for the EVs. They'll be able to see IVs. I'm sorry, they'll be able to see moves, items, Terra type, along with, of course, the construct of the team itself. Um, this has been a rather polarizing topic, so we wanted to just touch on it 
Um, so first, Alex, I know you have a lot of experience with in-person events. What is What are your thoughts on this new rule change? When I woke up this morning, I definitely wasn't happy about it. It, it kind of plays similar to like how Players' Cups were. I believe those were open sheet. It, it basically worked the same way as how they describe it today. However, I do think it's a good change going forward after thinking about it for a little bit, just because I believe the floor for weaker players have, it's been raised a little bit. Like the expectation for you to know things has been raised. And it also keeps the, I guess it makes the better players better, if that makes sense. The players who know this stuff already are going to definitely have a bigger, a bit of an advantage, as well as those who have friend groups and team building groups who can test stuff. Um, like let's see, make top cut. And you have friends who are experienced. You can just copy their team. If you know stats, then that would be great too. But like having experience with, or I guess just the experienced players get even more of an advantage, arguably, and just the the floor has been raised. Let's just say the least. Yeah, no, uh, I, I I mean, I remember going to like a regionals back in Anaheim, I think during like ORAS era, and uh, I remember everyone used to just bring a notebook, anyways. I just remember like as soon as you like did something everyone would be like writing down notes and I thought it was the weirdest thing ever but I mean I don't I can see this being a lot easier it's more of an ease of life thing you know there's there's like a a saying well it's not a saying but you know there's a theory in the fighting game community that could be brought over to you know any gaming community in general is like it's better to buff everything than it is to nerf everything so if you give everybody the same opportunities then it'll probably be better for everyone to grow so i don't see too much of a problem with it i see why people would be mad though but you know gotta adapt yeah i think the information game um obviously i guess scouting networks get nerfed a little bit and i think that's fine it's really just going to come down to who knows their stuff and who can play better than their opponent i think and i guess how knowing your flowcharts and knowing what has to be done um, and, and X matchups is going to be really important going forward. Yeah, I also woke up today um, really not liking it. I heard a lot of people talk about reasons why it's, uh, you know, better for uh, pro players uh, and, and people who aren't pros too, because then you have everybody scoping you out and telling their top cut friends everything that they know about you. Everybody's sharing their little notebooks. I get it. Uh, but, you know, I still don't like it, <laughs> but that's only because I am uh, one of those gimmick players or somebody who likes to run something weird, but the game is still going to be fun and I'm still going to have a great time in San Diego, but I might have to change my strategy up a little bit. And I think to me, that was kind of the one of the more surprising aspects of it is sometimes you do have those instances of you know, I'm going to put a choice scarf on something that wouldn't normally have it or some sort of other item like safety goggles that could turn the tide of a match. But I think, Alex, you were sort of touching on it is the idea of like that that scouting network. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but was that the idea of like going to an event with multiple people and then getting the lay of the land based on the opponents of the group that you're with? So everybody sort of has an understanding of what the teams are. Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, I mean, just having players who know what they're doing and practice, like practice with, is usually a a good thing. And I guess to touch on like surprising items and that uh kind of stuff, stuff like cover cloak and stuff like clear amulet are still probably going to be top tier, just because those even even though they may be like, oh, now you know what they they have it right. Like you you also know like let's say you have a let's say you have a guard champ right, and your opponent has a grim sorrow. You know, and your opponent knows that you cannot they cannot party shot your guard champ. 
So they're going to make specific, sorry, specific plays accordingly. So I definitely think, even though like some unorthodox Pokemon or item choices might seem suboptimal at first, things that are undeniable are still going to be, it's like even though they might be considered gimmicky, will still be used regardless just because they're is still a reason to use them obviously right like the the utility of clear amulet is just amazing and so is cover cloak on stuff like talonflame for example so uh yeah having to lay the land and and knowing what's being used is good and all but even like still you can still have those surprise aspects and if your opponent's not prepared for it, they don't know the matchup then uh they're probably going to lose right but not all surprises are going to work now but the ones that are, are going to be consistent and whoever tops is going to deserve it the consistent team for sure, yeah. Obviously, like if you just slap a choice scarf onto something random, it's not going to work, right? And there has to be a reason behind it. And I think Spicer, to your point, you could even argue that this is a step in the direction for more of an esports feel, almost, because when your opponent knows all of your stuff and you know all of your opponent's sets, then it comes down to skill versus skill. You know, you are navigating that flowchart, that matchup, and you don't have to worry as much about that surprise factor. So it's really just you versus your your opponent as opposed to you versus your opponent plus some sort of mystery that they may have, which, you know, you could argue is a better step in the direction for getting the best players to compete at the highest levels and, you know, be battling it out for those those top spots. I'm glad it's like this. But I'm also glad that there's still a place for gimmicks in the ranked ladder. Agreed. I think, like, for, like, let's say this format was close sheet. I think Terratice would get a bit out of hand. And also, it would just be really disadvantageous for people who, like, let's say I ran, like, Ghost, Terra Ghost Mousehold or something. Like, if my opponent knows ahead of time, um, they won't get caught off guard by it. Uh, and that's something, like, oh, I could, like, dodge an opposing Mousehold and attack them instead. Like, secrets like that being out in the open, I think, is is way better than having like that being spoiled by like a scouting network and then like that gimmick so or i guess yeah i guess you could call it that a gimmick i guess just tech more so is is the better word but um that just being kind of put on the open i think i think it's more fair i guess per se just because of how the, the nature of terror types and like literally 18 eight, you have 18 different options and like that's that's a lot of that's a very high number uh to say the least uh, uh one aspect i'm not too looking forward to is when I go to a regional or something and somebody's going to be like, man, why didn't you play that move? I know you have it on your team. I usually like to stay silent when they do that, but no. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't even give them the time of day, but it's just funny that yeah. uh, instead of having like every turn, somebody's writing something in their little notebook uh, that now it's going to be like looking down at your team right now. And uh, I think uh, you're most likely going to do this and whatnot. I still think taking notes is definitely valuable, though. Just like, oh, they're Jolly Garchomp, or they're speed tying with me, or X does this damage, so they must be the spread, for example, like that kind of thing. Yeah, agreed. I mean, let's be honest. How many times have we done something where, like, we kind of forgot anyways, where it's like, why, why, why did I taunt the dark type with the prankster? I don't know. I don't know, but I did it. Right. <laughs> I, and then I you... Did. It's kind of like draft league where it's like, you should have studied your opponent's team. Did you do that? I'm like, oh, no, now I have to like study. No, and then it's really cool when they swap in something and you taunt them and then it's like, oh, that was intentional, right? That is a good point because this what this does present is the, the ability to like almost bluff a move, you know? Because it's like if you expect your opponent to do something or terrestrialize at a certain time and then maybe they also expect you to terrestrialize at a certain time, but 
neither of you do, then it's like, maybe you could make a boneheaded play, or at least it looks like that because you're sort of both anticipating what could happen because of all the knowledge that you have. I think a disadvantage, like speaking of that, um, information overload is something that a lot of people experience in Players Cup, specifically with the move Ally Switch. I know it's everybody's favorite. Um, it was nerfed this gen. However, a key Pokemon gets it that I think we'll definitely see use it in San Diego, and that being Meowscarada. You know, uh, Meowscarada has really been on the rise, too. I, I haven't seen it too much before, but now it's just like, it's almost everywhere. I haven't seen Ally Switch, though. I've seen Trick Room Meowscarada, and I, I don't get it. It's like, why? Why? It's so fast. I've only seen the Choice Band one that's running rampant. I think with, I've seen the, a bit of a rise of, like, Focus Ash, and you only really need Flower Trick and Knock Off for your two main moves. Protect is fine, I guess, and you can also, like, like Ally Switch fits perfectly. Uh, if you don't need, like, any other utility, like Fake Tears or, like, Protect, you could also renew turn, but literally just slapping Ally Switch on it, like, if you see that, I mean, I would assume you'd be probably scared, right? Like, I could never click at the whole tournament and just, like, screw with your head a little bit. Um, it's kind of the idea of that move choice, but the information overload that you get from that open sheet is definitely um, a little scary sometimes, especially with, like, I think Armor Rouge gets Ally Switch too, and that's also definitely an option, but... Yeah, that's the information overload is definitely something that I'm a little bit afraid of. And speaking of these wrinkles and changes and evolution of how the Meowscarada is playing, let's move on to the tournament aspect discussion. Actually looking at some historical results that we've had recently for two tournaments in particular, because I swear I want to look at how the teams have changed based on what happened in Stuttgart, Germany at the side event there that was put on through Victory Road, um, and then where we ended up with the Limitless tournament that just wrapped up just here recently. So first off, the Stuttgart side event, um, it was open team sheet as well. Trick Room NDD Female was allowed. Um, it was actually the first instance of Series 1 rules being played. It was sort of our first understanding of what the rules were going to be because there was a tweet that came out before Series 1 rules were even announced. Uh, it was won by Marcus Statter with a core of Mousehold, Annihilate, Hydreigon, Murkrow, Godingo, and Garchomp, which, if that sounds familiar, there's a very good reason why. That was the core that then completely transformed the meta and has really shaped and taken over a lot of what we are seeing. So, Spicer, is there anything that really jumps out to you from the top four that we're looking at or um, anything from other some of the other teams? Well, one thing seems to really show, which is that they all have a high dragon. I'm actually surprised to see that one of them doesn't have a golding. How how is he doing that? Oh, he's uh he's opted for the fairy type golding go the Sylveon. Okay, in the uh, limitless. Um, but yeah, we've got two of them with the high dragon Murkrow golding go core that we've all come to know and love and uh i do like that number one here has got two ghost types in cerule edge and gengar fedicampo uh that's cool i'm definitely a fan of the way fede built this team uh i'm definitely our dragon is definitely underutilized right now uh and gengar is definitely a menace being able to outspeed dondozo and just case and not be as useless as a is sometimes when they tear a steel, and you're like, uh-oh, they're also goggles. I can't really touch them. Like, you just lose, right? So, uh, obviously, Haze is obviously going to be really good, usually. Um, I believe Fetty did not actually run Haze on his. 
Uh, no, he ran hypnosis. Um, he had Hayes on Mercurio, but specifically from the Limitless Tour, um, him being the champion, I understand why. Just being like the fire type Hydreigon is being able to counter the steel one um, and being able to just spam Heat Wave. I believe it almost has a, a coin flip chance to knock out. Yeah, that just counters the steel type ones that are trying to like beat Sylveon, for example. Um, and you're still also resisting Sylveon, so that's quite nice. I feel good about my Hydreigon being fire type now. Yeah, I think it's definitely fire and poison are probably the way to go currently, just because you could hit so many things, and so you still resist fairies. So and one, you get to heat wave with stab. It's not many Pokemon that can do that, except Arush. Kind of like that they got a Breloom in the top four. I mean, you, you know, Amoongus, Amoongus is what I expected to see everywhere, but like seeing a little Breloom, just like, oh hey, welcome back. Uh, you know, that's always kind of nice. Definitely getting kind of tired of seeing Goldango now. Now that like Goldang goes basically okay. just no, no, I'm going to say it first. I'm tired of Goldango already. It's only been like a month. And it hasn't even been a How month. How dare yet. you insult the Golden God. I'm kind of sad. I don't see his golden snowboard like in his Pokedex entry. I'm like, where is that at? It'd be cool if he like wrote on it as he used to uh, make it rain. But it'd be it'd be a pretty awesome animation. And I, I get why you're tired. It's it's definitely um annoying that it's probably I think it is literally the most used Pokemon. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's true. Let's check. I think Peakalytics will give us that answer. It's probably either a biggest. I know it is Goldengo. Um, twenty eight percent of teams. It's it's not like super overpowered though, which yeah. is nice because you can, you know, it does it doesn't do too much to like terrify to any fire types or terrifier yep. in general. So it's not horrible. I think I'm just. It's just like. This is Annoying. this is like Dracovish all over. Yeah. It's like all I see is Dracovish and Dracovish and Exadrill. So it's like all I see is Goldango and uh Hydreigon. Hydreigon bothers me more. Yeah. Hydreigon's definitely a menace just because I mean imagine what uh, it's balanced because it's weak to fairy, right? Just very it's very, very weak to fairy. So imagine what happens when you take away that quad weakness and you replace it with a resistance to fairy. Now we have problems, right? Are there even any good fairies right now? There's like Sylveon. There are no fairy type Pokemon in the top. Uh, I'm counting here. One, two, three. Oh, I guess Grimmsnarl is technically one of them, but. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Gr Grimmsnarl is just a dark type that has a fairy move. I don't count Grimmsnarl. And fairy stab. Fairy. Um, I mean, I don't really see any of them running with Sucker Punch or anything. So I think it's, I th it's still count as a fairy. There's no Grimmsnarls in the top nine and only one no two grim snarls in all top 16 i think on well picolux is mostly based on like in-game ladder or like just for showdown so i don't think it's necessarily reflective of like best of three tournaments so let's let's pretend it doesn't exist um i don't see a fairy type until sylveon so oh yeah i'm um, only looking i'm looking at the limitless tour yeah the there's not many yeah there's not many good fairy types um i've definitely seen stuff like skeletor run the terra fairy uh that is its most used terra type uh, I actually switched it. mine to that just yeah. because of Hydreigon. It's, yeah, it's a problem. I've definitely also seen I've definitely seen less Terrablast than Skeldurge, but having Slack off and also having like Torch Song is just such a good move, right? So I think Skeldurge is also something that will probably, I guess, as the deck's up and rising fairy type. Well, I, I like it because Wisp is a lot more useful right now than Intimidate is just because sure. of Clear Amulet and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, right when like ladder show like was on showdown, that was the first one I started using with Skeledurge because I was just like, there's two defiant users running around, might as well burn them. Who's kind of cool? 
let's just go with it. And now it's kind of cool to see it running around. Yeah. Um, and of I, course, because we Coco Gang, the best starter in a long time. Right? Debatable. I, I uh what about what about uh Mascarada? What happened there? Second best. It's Second cute. best? Okay. It's cute. I love Miascarada. I think I had a feeling that it was going to be the best one in VGC, but that's because I thought I was gonna get fake out, but then it didn't. But then it gets a busted crit moves, which is I, pretty great. I they also just made its hidden ability secretly garbage, so I don't know. I'm definitely. I think it's like it's like they took the best parts about Incineroar, and I don't know. Let's just say Cinderace, and they kind of like mashed them together and kept it balanced. I do think that uh, I have seen a lot less protein Miascarda. I think it's just now it's just like oh, it's good on its own. And it's like when's the last time you could ever think of like I'd rather use the original starter ability than their hidden ability. I think Besides just being able to. Yeah, just being able to keep like the dark type in and being immune to like prankster is quite nice. And um, I mean, I guess like if you're running Focus Ash, for example, on the Ascarada, you could definitely take advantage of the overgrow ability. I like how everybody thought it was uh, the best starter when it first got announced as Protean. And then when the nerf came out, uh, it was all up in the air. And now it's debatable. I think it's really close between Skeledurge and Miascarada. And I'm not just saying that because I'm salty about getting swept by a Quaquavel yesterday. Yeah, I'm not sure if Quaquavel will ever see its place in the meta. Maybe eventually, but not not like for uh, San Diego regionals. I don't see it ever making cut there. No, it's going to do really well in singles, I think for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it ever makes it massive in PGC. I did just want to make a quick note about how protein works with terrestrialization. So the way that it works is, of course, with protein, your type changes based on the first move that you use when you switch in um, offensively. But defensively, if you are terrestrialized, say, into grass, even if the first move that you use, say, is knockoff, your offensive stab is dark type, but your defensive type is still grass. So that can change based on switch, switching out and whatnot. But just for anybody that was unsure about how protein might work with terrestrialization, since there's the type change that goes on, that is the mechanic and how that all functions together. I'm uh, surprised we haven't seen more fire Tauros with Mascarada. Is that just not good enough? Tauros just dies too fast. It's it's cool until um, Hydreigons, you realize Hydreigons everywhere and it's like, oh, I'm gonna die, and then also, um, I mean, I just I mean, clear amulets is kind of a problem too, right? Intimidate is nice, but there's a lot of things to deal with it, arguably. And oh, I meant uh, with the like anger point flower. Oh check. yeah, the biggest problem is just speed control. I just click tailwind plus something, and mm -hmm. Tauros just dies. Mm -hmm. Murkrow's everywhere, and I don't. I think Murkrow is is gonna be staying for a while just because of that immunity to other prankster. And that's actually a good segue, I think, because the reason that I wanted to, to like talk about this is looking at how the teams were set up in um, in Germany for the winning team then to really drive the next evolution of the meta. Where do you think we go from here? Because right now it's a lot of spread damage. It's a lot of tailwind or you know trick room is also really massive. Are there any... I don't know, 
underused Pokemon that the three of you think might be really big here in the coming weeks or something that people should be maybe looking into a little bit further. I know wide guard is something that people are scrambling to figure out who exactly gets it and who can, who can use it. Uh, Tony, what have you been trying to do to be a step ahead? Uh, I mean, right now I've been kind of playing with like sand because I mean, sand is still there. And yeah, you don't have too many sand users. Like you have Lycanroc, which is like, Oh, that's cool. I guess. And then you have Houndstone where it's like, oh, well, I wish it was in singles, but it's not. But I think the nice thing about it is like Tarantire is still a monster. Like, you know, just look at it. I mean, you could tear a rock, get rid of the times four weakness, still have the boost up. If you're using like Grim or anything like that, then you have screens. You do have to look out for Meowskarta, but I mean, when don't you, right? But finding wide guard users right now is kind of hard, but I do see a lot more rain coming out. So like Pelipper is a wide guard user uh, with Palafin. I've seen a lot more of that running around right now. And um, I think that's actually interesting because I, I remember thinking rain, rain got screwed. That's my first thought. And then now it's like rain might have some answers to what's going on right now. So I definitely agree with the rain thing. I have a friend who recently got pretty high on ladder with like a Barrasquita Pelipper team. Specifically not the Palafin, just because it has the same problem as Grimstar where forward move syndrome is like a massive issue. Because you want flip turn, you want jet punch, and you only got two more slots for another attack. But I think wide guard is definitely going to be the next step. Uh, just to not make Golden Go sweeps like a... A problem but also i think beyond that i think seal beam goldingo is definitely going to be a bit more popular just to just to counteract that white guard per se just so you got two shots to to murder things and and the goldingo does a really good job of doing that did steel beam come back I, I didn't even know that that's disgusting it did i'm gonna go cry in a corner i'll be right it back came back just for goldingo uh, it's it's a menace. Like it just does so much damage. I mean, I know you cut your HP in half, but I mean, like you're winning the game now because you can just nuke whatever you want and you don't care about white guard. Yeah, I know. I see that very popular for raid. I do definitely think uh, so. I could definitely see it used in VGC. Go ahead, Tony. Oh no, I was just gonna say I, I do definitely think um that I I feel like Terra typing is definitely gonna be a lot more defensive than offensive with Goldango running around right now i i definitely seen a lot more uh terra fire sylveon where it just kind of eats up the make it rains so i mean definitely i'm gonna i don't think it's gonna be super offensive like i originally thought a lot of it would be i also seen a lot less garchomp too so i mean i have a question for all of you what do you think is the so i i'm personally a big fan of hyper voice terra blast protect and then another move what should that last move on sylveon be like what's the best move per se in your opinion uh, yawn not bad yeah i was gonna say i've always really liked yawn in that slot quick attack for like a surprise ko or if you have something that you're trying to proc weakness mm -hmm. policy on that could also be that could also be good are you talking about like old sylveon or just like current sylveon or like out of this current sylveon like going forward i kind of like terror blast I'm not gonna lie. I like I like hyper oh, voice. I, no, Terra. I think Terra Blast is like standard because like oh, it okay. becomes it's basically like slightly worse move blast because it still turns into a fairy type attack. I mean, other than that, I just have protecting calm mind. You know, calm mind fan. Okay, that's interesting because like, I've heard a lot of mixed feelings from a lot of people about like which move would be better. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I I think Sylveon is still one of those like it's it's very like you could definitely play with it and like see where it's gonna go. I think Calm Mind's like a cool step just because you know you definitely I this is definitely a generation where buffing yourself is gonna be pretty pretty needed. I would probably uh go with Terror Blast, Hyper Voice, that's it, choice guard or choice specs. Choice specs Sylveon. Okay. Just click button win. Fair. I've seen uh psychic actually pop up quite a bit. Basically, being able to well psychic with like terrifier, just so you can counter basically any mm. uh, hydrogen possible. Yeah, it makes sense. Poison types. Yep. Well, Thank I just you. want to say real quick, I just discovered yeah, yeah. the secret meta breaker is actually Avalug. So everybody knows. Just right. Just get ahead of everybody as soon as you hear this podcast before anybody else does. It's it's Hariyama and Hariyama's winning. Um, not not Trick Room Hariyama, but Hariyama in general is going to win San Diego. I'm letting be, you all know right awesome. now, it's going to be terrifying Gardevoir with Terror Blast, and it's just going to dump on everyone. That would be hilarious. You mean Focus Blast? No, I want to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could, I could see maybe terrified him but i think the standard boot set for that's probably just like i mean it is a good in prison trick room user but i don't know how prevalent trick room is going to be in this open team sheet format choice scarf gardevoir terrifying terror blast just all day stone journer just kidding okay <laughs> <laughs> how about galade galade seems very strong sharpness is an awesome ability it gets in prison trick room ice punch a whole I, bunch of I'm more moves. I'm more for about like the white guard, right? Like who needs protect? I've seen a lot of white guard Gallades running around too. It's definitely something to keep an eye out for for sure. Great. Um, well, I think that what we basically uncovered is that there is still a lot to to learn, even based on some of the the top usage bonds that we're seeing here. They can be continued to be tweaked and uh, changed up to uh, you know start to counter team each other. So maybe you know what you're going to be looking at. You know, with your with the six on the ladder, and they can have some very interesting tech to change the mirror match or to you know uh, really change the meta moving forward. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see what will be happening. So we are going to wrap up here. All right, you guys heard it here. The best uh, new Pokemon to use is every single one that gets wide guard. One person in these in these podcasts is going to be the next world champ. Just saying. You know what? Absolutely. I have full, full confidence in that happening. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but it will. It will happen. Somebody listening to this or on the podcast will hoist the trophy. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining, for coming on to talk about this. I do appreciate it. Certainly we'll be catching up later on. And if any of you want to join the community, please do check us out on Discord at the VGC Trainer School or certainly reach out to us via email at trainersschoolpodcast at gmail.com um, with something that you think could be breaking the meta or what you think is going to be the next evolution. Um, and maybe we'll check it out on the podcast, the next episode. Um, thank you all again. And for everyone listening that's stuck around to the end, uh, you are the best. Thank you all. Have a great day.